0: Welcome to Money and Me. Do you want to make better trading decisions? Do you want to increase your profits? Understand uh, how you act when it comes to your trading performance? What is your edge? Well, we're going to find out with a sort of a robo-coach for traders. Dr. Michael Berman is CEO and co-founder of PsyQuation, And SciQuasion is an AI-driven analytics platform that aims to provide traders with actionable insights to improve their performance and to discover new trading strategies it also offers copy trading i understand Uh, dr michael berman is the ceo and co-founder of psyquasion good morning and welcome to money and me thanks for being here
1: Hi, Michelle. Thanks very much for inviting me.
0: So we're excited to find out um, a little bit more of your approach to risk and trading strategies. But first up, the question that we're we're, we're discussing endlessly, what do you think the uncertainties in COVID-19 is doing to traders right now? How is it impacting traders?
1: Yeah, well, human nature likes certainty. I should actually say, no, it doesn't like it. It craves certainty. And it would go... We go to extraordinary lengths to to create the certainty, even if it's a delusion. We we happy as long as we we, search, we think we are certain about something. Now, currently with COVID-19, there's a lot of uncertainty, and because of this, uh, traders, as you can see in the current marketplaces, are starting to panic. And um, there's a lot of fear. So yeah, you can you can see this you can see this in the with with a lot of the behaviour that's taking place around the world. Um, in my country, where I, I, I reside in Australia, we've had major shortages of toilet paper, and you know that's just a, a classic um, example where you see this panic behaviour through this uncertainty about this virus: who's got it, will we be shut down, quarantined, and all those kind of things. And and you know there's a, there's a there's a long history of examples of. Of where this kind of um, panic behaviour has manifested, all the way back into you know, I could I could rattle off a whole list of, of examples of of crises that have affected the marketplaces and all that, and and they largely are due to the uncertainty of the time.
0: Mm. So it looks like, you know, Asian markets, some of us reacting to Wall Street's rally, but Australia not following the U.S. lead this morning. Why do you think that is?
1: Yeah, it's interesting. I'm looking at at the markets. um, The the S&P futures are are basically down 3%, 2.95% as we speak. So Mm -hmm. yeah, it seems like they're reversing um, the, the rally that happened in the U.S. overnight. And you know, I think a large part of the rally was based on Trump speaking about doing something, you know, possibly giving some tax breaks to small business, and you know, uh, yeah, it just the, the, the just highlights the uncertainty because if you know the market latched onto that for a period of time, mm-hmm. and now it seems to be uncertain again. Right. So, and, uh, and we've seen that reversal
0: the market applauding the the possible certainty of US president proposing to cut the US payroll tax to zero for example for the rest of the year even though it mm. hasn't been passed by US congress yet um yeah. wh- how do you see what covid-19 is doing to the markets how, how how do you read it as different from what we saw during SARS which was a virus that also you know primarily swept through China in 2003
1: I've got a thesis on this, so um, uh, it might not be it might not be popular with everyone. But you know, I I, I believe the the story begins way back. It, it probably begins around the time of the global financial crisis. So call it I'm gonna, towards the end of that period, 2000, early 2009, uh, 2009, when we um, started this quantitative easing where the government. Decided, government and central banks decided that um, things were too big to fail, and we're just going to solve the debt problem by giving more debt. And and what it did is it started with this very low interest rate environment and this pump of liquidity into the markets. Markets started rising, and every time there was a little bit of a shakeout, there was more intervention, and and you know we got to a point until. Well, it's, I, I've felt it for some time now that valuations have become exceptionally stretched and overvalued, and and you know there's a there's a saying by famous American economist Harman Minsky that mm. stability leads to instability. So basically, people just became very comfortable with the fact that markets go up. We you know you know central banks have got our back mm. and they'll save the day. So I, I believe that we were a windshield about looking looking for a windshield meaning that it would have been it just needed anything to to topple over and we did get it via um, an external factor being being this COVID nineteen now I'm not minimizing the impact of this particular particular virus and how it's going to impact on the economies of the world and and all that but I I think this was this was going to happen anyway it mm. just now the story is it's all about COVID-19 and the coronavirus. Mm. And, and yeah, my, my feeling is, is that it's not all about that. It, this is a market that needed to come down to more realistic valuations and and also to shed that kind of belief that markets only go up. It's not natural. It's not normal. Mm. And a more healthy stock market is one where, where there's a little bit of to and fro, where there's a little bit of... Fight between the bulls and the bears. It's not always one way traffic because that's the instability. So, yeah, I, I don't mean to, be, I'm not a virologist, so I can't really speak specifically to the actual virus and, 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 and how deadly it is and, and its impact across the globe. But I do believe it's going to have a significant impact. Um, and we, we, we just see it in everyday life. You You talk to people, and conferences are cancelled, and people are forced to stay at home. And, yeah, it's, it, it's, and you've got, you know, just in times, so, uh, the supply networks uh, from manufacturers and all that impact. So, yes, we, we, we are feeling, we're feeling it economically, but um, yeah, it's, it's also now translating into a different risk outlook on the markets. And hence, we, we've seen this buy for cover and people are starting to sell and, and be nervous.
0: Do you think that the SARS period provides a useful historical playbook, so to speak? Are there lessons from market reactions during that time that we can apply, uh, looking forward now?
1: Um, I'm I'm not entirely sure about that. I, I think I think what we have seen, um, these are universal patterns, and yes, there was um, the SARS outbreak, but I, I don't believe it went as as global as. As corona is it it seemed to have been much more asia focused and we've seen now coronavirus going much more global and and I, i'm you know i think i don 't want to i, I don 't want to suggest that we we're going to have learned particularly from that particular period. I think this is going to be something new
0: mm. up till now, many investors have found comfort in low interest rates there 's been a feeling that you know the fed yes. The Fed has had their back in this past week. The U.S. Federal Reserve announced an emergency 50 basis point cut. Uh, the central bank's taken action as well. But the markets, um, you know, initially largely shrugged off these measures. What do you think of, of yeah. fiscal policy like the Fed's actions now?
1: Yeah, well... It's interesting because yeah the the, the market seemed to have shrugged. the the equity market seemed to have shrugged off those um, those promises of of central bank intervention and all that but um, there was a direful cover with with bond yields going to all time records so there's there's a move to safety you can just see it in the behavior of investors switching from equity into into the safety of government bonds, but even then it, it's it's quite astounding you've got you know you've got a situation where most of Europe is in negative interest rates it's It's hard to believe that such a world actually now exists uh, uh, most people you know people are talking in the they're saying the u s will will never or i don't want to say never they just say the u s won't go into negative yield mm. but you know they they kind of thought the same for for europe who's to say it won't go there with the US, I, I'm not not particularly sure. Uh, I'm, I'm also not sure that um, when markets markets need to find fair value, and it doesn't matter what intervention is is used by you know, is it fiscal stimulus, is it central bank um, increasing of liquidity? Eventually, the markets will will shrug off external um influences and and they'll they'll find fair value and and we're going to well this is my prediction is that is that we're going to see a, a significant correction here yeah, despite what what others you know what what the high priests of the central banks decide to do but you probably can hear that I'm not a great fan of the central banking <laughs> system and um, I, I don't believe that you can always just that guys in suits can and all ladies in, in suits, mm. we had Janet Dillon, um, could just, by the wave of um, changing monetary policy, solve all the problems. And mm. actually we're close to zero, so there's very little ammunition they've got left.
0: Yes, indeed. Um, th- we have listeners out there who are worried about the wild swings they're seeing in their portfolio, Dow futures down 500 mm. points, U.S. futures, mm-hmm. uh, renewed losses. So what do you have to say to listeners out there who are keen to understand how to better able assess to assess risk in a market like this?
1: Look, I believe we're probably going to go down quite a lot lower than where we currently are. So I, I have a bearish view, and I, I'm not I don't want to. I don't want to flame any further panic um, that already exists. But I, I think people need to be more longer-term focused. I think mm-hmm. people need to be realistic as well. That you know, uh, to get 20 plus percent growth in a year, when the risk-free rate was down near zero, is not a normal. Is not something normal, and they shouldn't become. Um, ex- well, they shouldn't expect that kind of behavior or that kind of market performance to continue into the future. It's, it just doesn't work like that, that it, uh, we have this hyperbolic type of growth. It, it, it's meant to be, a, a you know, three steps up, two steps back, and this backwards and forwards uh, of, of continued growth, but not one-way traffic. So uh, I, I just wish to say that people should be People should realise that um, the next couple of years could, we could see very, very little growth, if anything, in our performances or in our in our stock performances. And we should be, you know, just rea- reassess: is this something we could live with? Is this otherwise to be, you know, to try and take a more conservative approach? Yes, yeah, so I, I think. Just in summary, I, I, I would just suggest that people become a little bit more realistic about what the, what the likely performance of their portfolios is going to do over the next couple of years
0: all right people looking everywhere for you know some signs of where the opportunities could be in a market like this where do you see opportunities
1: Well I, I think the markets tend to always overreact so um, we will get some sort of a pullback yeah and it'll probably be too too far which is going to create great opportunities for people to you know, get back in. And I guess with low interest rates, we will see good growth there, thereafter, but I think it's going to be from lower levels. So my only advice, for the, I think there are going to be plenty of opportunities, but I think – you you need you need to have cash on the sides waiting for these opportunities to present themselves. I think right now it's way too volatile. I think the average person who gets in right now is going to you know the market's going to gyrate up and down with these big swings, mm-hmm. which is going to cause a lot of uncertainty and discomfort, and you probably make the wrong decision because we know with with trading psychology is that you know um, when we. When we're fearful, mm. we tend to make the wrong decision, and yeah, you'll just have one day the markets go down a lot, and it, you'll land up saying, "Okay, I'm out. It's too, it's uh, it's too nerve wracking," yeah. um, and and that's just the point when the markets start to climb, and then you have all this regret that comes with having made a silly decision because you were emotional, and yeah, so if you're not I would just say to be very, very cautious in everything you're doing right now.
0: So that, that's why I think people turn to AI. And so when they hear that SyQuasion, your platform, um, ha, is run by AI that's trained and tested on over 100,000 traders and is based on scientific yes. research, I suppose they want to know, um, first up, what are you seeing? And what does the Cy part of SyQuasion yes. refer to?
1: Yeah. So, so, yeah, so just to tell you that... Um, my, my co-founder, my partner, Dr. Vladimir Kruglov, is a mathematician, and, and my background is in behavioral economics. So the the side part is the psychology part. So we we we've kind of married our two skills of psychology and equations in equation And um, what we when we set out on this um, journey of creating this platform, which is an analytics platform to identify and develop trading talent, what we what we focused on doing is taking the rich data that we've got and building an alert system where we can where we can see the kind of behavior patterns that traders who tend to lose money manifest mm-hmm. and traders that are good we we can see certain things in certain patterns in their behavior so there's this elaborate alert system within the infras- within the platform where it 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 highlights where you're making mistakes and will alert you to that fact um, it's, there's no holy grail, you know. So I'm just, I should put a. <laughs> I, I'm the last person to say that, uh, you know, this is this is the holy grail, and you're going to become rich. Uh, I wish <laughs> that, that was the case. There's no, there is no such thing as that. Um, but but yes, but most of uh, traders are human beings. Even if you are running a, a automated trading strategy, the, the person who wrote the code for that automated strategy is a human. So we are prone to make mistakes and our system is really focused on helping identify where you make those mistakes. Um, Secondly to that, Syquasion has a proprietary score and my partner Vlad and I have been working since 2012. We had another company which we sold um, that was also focused on building an algorithm that is able to measure, uh, to measure talent edge and and it's called the equation score built up from a whole bunch of different factors and it uses you know machine learning and all that kind of stuff but it's a it's a it's a non intuitive score, but bottom line, what it does is it in our opinion identifies trading talent let's call them diamonds in the rough because mm-hmm. l- the large part of our trading platform is retail based traders there are some professionals and and what it will, what it, what it highlights is that this is a, t- a trader that has edge, and um, should, all things being equal, have a better chance than even in producing future returns. So what we've done is that was the first part of the South platform is identifying this talent, and we're about to launch next month. We are launching the investing side of the the platform whereby Investors or traders who, who want to copy this talent um, can do so. And, and yeah, we've, we've created a program, an incubation program, where we've already seeded over 130 traders that have met the criteria. So it's, a, it's I call it the ultimate meritocracy. We don't, know, we, we don't really care who you are, where you are. If you've got talent, according to our algorithms, we will give you some money. And then, um, so you you need to have a score that is above a certain level and uh, a minimum of six months trading history. And then we put you in this program where we incubate you, with small money. We we scale you up as you jump through a few hoops. And then we we give you this. I'm using the title loosely. We give you this pro title that you are now considered a pro Circadian Pro. Mm-hmm. And. And if you're a pro, because we've, you know, you've demonstrated this this, this edge, and then you followed a, a bunch of rules. um, these are loose rules. When I say loose rules, they, these are not a straight jacket. We don't put traders and say, you know, you you can't lose any money because that's not normal. Everyone loses. You've got to lose money. you got to be prepared to lose money to make money. And um, and yeah, what we, where we think we've come up with something pretty unique is we've we've created a portfolio of um, all these different traders that are pro traders and we find that it's, it's it produces a really a really decent risk-adjusted return so yeah we're excited about that and and it you know we we think it's a great opportunity for traders to access capital because I've been there as a professional trader for 20 years mm. and it's always hard to find it's always hard to find capital and um, we, our platform is just another way for talent to find capital. And it doesn't discriminate. You could be anywhere.
0: So you don't have to be a pro-SyQuasian trader to get access to that $350,000 of additional trading capital that your website talks about?
1: Yeah, no, you, you, you have to get the $350,000, You have to, you have to qualify for the program. So you need a score above 75 and oh, a okay. uh, SyQuasian score. By, and then you, you get... You, you know, if you if you jump through, if you get, meet those criteria, mm. yes, you get the three hundred and fifty thousand. Mm-hmm. And thereafter, um, we anticipate a lot more money. We have a lot of interest from investors who are looking to to invest with the Circadian Pros. So, you know, we hope there will be millions of dollars available for trading talent. And um, yeah, very excited about that. Mm. And yeah.
0: So is that AI sending out beeps at the sound, you know, the speed of light, given what we're, the markets are going through right now? If I no, was a trader um, on Psyquation, would yeah. I be getting lots of alerts given, you know, the market situation?
1: Yeah. Yes, you would be getting a lot of <laughs> alerts. And unfor- unfortunately, um, and the Psyquation traders are not immune to it either. We've had lots of traders being stopped out with margin calls, especially on Monday with that. Huge market action after the weekend, right. and yeah, it's this is this is not um, this is not normal uh, kind of trading environment. So mm. yeah, a lot of people have been hurt, and a lot of traders who haven't lived through you know if you've come into trading in the last only couple of years, mm. you've become used to uh, a very low volatility environment. Whereas now we've got markets that are, are extremely volatile. In fact, uh, almost unlike previous times, this is, this is a very volatile time, so yeah, people aren't well calibrated for this kind of risk mm. and we see it with the stopouts, people are blowing their accounts up left, right and centre um, on our platform unfortunately, and as I say some of them in our program, so we've lost a little bit of money as well um, as you would expect.
0: The mission, I understand, at Psyquation is to develop trading talent and then connect investors with the above-average traders, the yes. pro-traders tra- that you talked about. What has been the success rate so far of getting traders uh, well, to, to develop their talent, oh, so okay. to speak?
1: Yes, yeah, so, um, it, it's a very small pool. Um, we only, only, I'd say, it's just over, it's under 1% of our platform that will qualify to get into the program. So, um, it's from there you can see how hard it is to mm. to really demonstrate edge. Um, because I don't know if you're familiar with some of the statistics, but largely 75% of traders lose money in if you trade in the derivative world like the forex and futures space. It's wow. you know the 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 failure rate is very high. Therefore, the the number of traders that actually have edge is very low, mm. and um, and that's basically what our, what our platform, what our scoring algorithms are there to try and sniff out is is who in this large pool actually has something special. And um, yeah, and that's a yeah under percent qualifier. Mm. And then um, you know we we have a little bit better statistics than. losing money. but Our talent pool has actually made money over the last couple of years. So with 75% lose money, our our pool actually makes money, which tells us that our algorithm is doing something well.
0: I get that. I get that. We've got 30 seconds left on the clock, but I do want to pick your brains for this last question. Do you have any recommendations for listeners on how they can safeguard their assets during this time of uncertainty?
1: Um, I, to be honest, I'm just as uncertain as everyone else, and mm. the only thing I'm certain about is volatility. So, if you if you want to trade volatility, you it's a whole other story, and we we'll probably Michelle need to go into that in a whole other uh, and another time. We'll have time, to have you but, back, Dr. Um, Berman. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Well, thank Sorry, you very I'm not much. Sorry giving you an answer. Okay.
0: <laughs> We'll have to have you back. Dr. Michael Berman is CEO and co founder of PsyQuasion. They're an AI driven analytic platform um, that aims to provide practical insights and corrective suggestions for traders by analyzing traders' behavior and then also to connect traders with the above average traders. Before acting on the information on Money FM,